Where do you suppose a wolf came from? They're coming to get you, Barbara. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Man wouldn't do that. This isn't a man. I bet she'll tear your soul apart. It's alive! It's hole in my pants so I decided I was gonna need a new pair of pants so I went to the thrift store on the corner here and I was buying a, a, a pair of pants pair of jeans so I went there and I noticed when a when a guy is a cashier I noticed that they always comment on beards my beard I have a normal beard in my opinion for the last couple years for a couple years I pretty much have had a beard I have been growing out my beard for the last 27 years <laughs> I bought three whiskers <laughs> a very, it's coming in any day now. Yeah, they just come and they say like, oh, you're growing out your beard, huh? And it's funny that they say that because you never meet these people before in your life. They've never seen you before this day. And they say something like that. I don't, I mean. Who what, are you? Yeah, it's like, and what's the female equivalent of that? That another guy can say that. Like, I remember we went to get pizza one time. And I remember um, I fucked up shaving. So I, I had, I shaved my face down. Not clean, just so I can grow it back. But I had my mustache still. And a guy, and I remember we bought pizza, and the guy was like, after I paid him, he was like, "Sweet stash," and I'm like, "This is like it's weird." Yeah, that like, is kind of weird. It's weird. See, I don't get that compliment because, like I said, I can't really grow facial hair. Um, but I get hair comments a lot. Who, men, women, both? Oh, it's just weird. That's different. No, don't just. Here's an idea. Don't talk to me. Just take my money and don't talk to me. I, it's just a, it's just a weird me. conversation where it's like I'm gonna start a conversation based on your looks. Anyway, uh, let's talk about horror first of all, because this is a horror podcast. Yeah, and it's episode and not six. a beard podcast. And it's episode six. It is episode six. So let's get down to nitty gritty here. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. Nightmare on Elm Street. No! She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one will survive. Help me, Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street, rated R. Now playing at a flagship theater near you. If you guys haven't heard, Kevin Bacon was tweeted. If he basically should take the role of Freddy, would he accept it? Or someone said, like, I don't remember what the tweet said, but they're basically saying, hey, Kevin Bacon should play Freddy Krueger in the new movie, whatever. Uh, Kevin Bacon didn't just, you know, retweet it. He actually responded, saying, like, I like the way you think. Literally after that, every single horror news site exploded, saying Kevin Bacon wants to play Freddy Krueger. Mm. And I, I'm i like, this should be interesting, because knowing the fans of Nightmare, I thought there was going to be a backlash. I read a lot of the comments. Everyone was like, that'd be fucking awesome, cool, Kevin Bacon's awesome, give me more bacon. There were so many bacon puns, yeah. nauseating. Crispy bacon, Freddy's burnt ha. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, that's that bad. <laughs> Um, that's Fanguli bad. But everyone was just so accepting of it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold hold, hold your hearse, okay? What's going on? You guys bitched about Jackie Earl Haley being Freddy. He was an Academy Award winner, or nominee. He was nominated for playing a pedophile, which is what Freddy is. He did an excellent job for what he had. And you guys bitched and basically made it so he will never play Freddy again. The Pretty studio much. heard it, okay? Yeah. And you're so welcoming for another person to play it, Kevin Bacon, who, in my opinion, isn't that great of an actor. Wait, I, I don't understand why... He's good for what he's... Why Kevin Bacon? I don't know. Like, like everyone has this... Fat, you know the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Oh, Kevin Bacon this. There's this weird fascination with Kevin Bacon, which I liked him in Tremors. He's fantastic in Tremors. He was cool in X-Men. He was cool in a few other movies. Footloose. Um, and yeah, Footloose. He's not somebody that I would give a legendary role to if you guys were complaining about an Oscar nominee. You know what I mean? Just I, give it yeah. to... I'm sick and tired of people complaining. Just give it to uh, Robert England and let him play around with it again because 
because that's what you guys want. That's what we need. It's his role, apparently. He does a great job with it. Let him do what he has to do because he can do no wrong and stop the obsession with Kevin Bacon. I'm grumpy. I don't, well, this is I, grumpy cat. I just don't understand that. I don't understand why they picked Kevin Bacon. I don't understand the fascination with Kevin Bacon, what the connection was that, well, Freddy Krueger, obviously, uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, I don't think he's known for comedy. I don't think he's known for, he's not known for horror. He's not known for anything, so he's I don't really broad, know why. He's a broad act, actor that has fits in any role, but in my opinion, why, just because he looks like the way he looks? He's got what gaunt, does he look like? He just looks like a dude. He's got very gaunt features. Very, he's very thin, gaunt features. Well, because, uh, let's backtrack. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley played a fucking pet, an actual pedophile in or excuse little me children. in little <laughs> in little children, and he was just trying to cool off. <laughs> he was just <laughs> trying to cool. He was that was a, that's a really good movie. He's excellent in that role. Yeah, I don't understand the. I don't get it. I'm looking forward to a, another nightmare movie if they make it. Absolutely. But like we've been saying, just give it to Robert England one more time. I was reading Fangoria, the issue when Wes Craven's New Nightmare came out, or mm -hmm. before it came out, and in that, they interview Robert, and Robert is quoted and saying, I don't know, this problem, my last one, I can't keep doing this, I'm getting old. That was like 20 years ago. Yeah. You know he wants the role, okay? Just give him the money, make a movie. And he did You're... Freddy vs. Jason after that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he's capable of doing it. That's all he can do. Um, at this rate, you know, he's not going to, unless he gets some unusual role, he's not going to do anything else. He's not going to, they're not going to cast him in a TV show. He'll always be Freddy Krueger, so why not embrace it? Just like how uh, Bruce Campbell can't get over the fact that he's Ash. I am super drunk. <laughs> You're very pissed tonight. <laughs> but that's okay. Because this Halloween, Toys R Us is your Halloween headquarters. You'll find every trick or treat under the moon. A monstrous selection of costumes and a dungeon full of decorations. At prices so low, you'll howl. So this Halloween, bring the entire family to Toys R Us for a Halloween selection so huge. It's scary. <laughs> Halloween has returned. The season, you mean? The season, absolutely. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know how many... I hope so. I went to Spirit Halloween this weekend. Mm -hmm. I posted some photos on Instagram. I actually uh, I posted an article on uh, online and um, the effects, the sets, the new gore, the new masks that are out. Yeah. I don't know if they're exclusive to Spirit Halloween, but man, are they fantastic. I've seen a, a bunch of the ones you posted and they're really cool looking. I love that hotel that they had set yes, up. Yes, that's so cool. Like, there was a whole hotel scene. There's a lot of great, well, there's a lot of awesome Halloween stores that are opening around me as well, which is cool because I get to take walks. Have you seen them yet? None of them are open yet, which is weird because like the Spirit Halloween by my work has been open since like February <laughs> <laughs> and uh, none of the other Halloween stores are open. I don't know if they're going to be open for uh, this Labor Day weekend or what, but I noticed Walmart and stuff is starting to put their Halloween oh, yeah. stuff up. Dollar stores got their stuff Dollar up. Stores Michael's got, it up. got their shit up since Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that Michael's always has a Halloween aisle. Uh, a light Halloween oh, aisle. Yeah, yeah. But then now they have like they have a couple cool uh, horror-related items, uh, which is weird because it's a craft store, and yet it's a craft store. You can buy your pens, your you know your drawing boards. And you can also buy a severed head. <laughs> well, if you need it for your crafts, you never know what people are into. Whatever Fantastic. You're doing this Halloween, Spirit Halloween is your one-stop Halloween superstore. Experience the fright zone inside the store with killer haunted house decor and animated monsters for your front porch or front office. An enormous selection of costumes for the entire family. A large selection of wigs, shoes, hats, makeup, and accessories. New shipments arrive every week, so grab your friends and don't just shop for Halloween. Experience your Halloween superstore. Spirit Halloween. With the Halloween season coming up, Eric being very grumpy, we have to get into a more positive yes. area. So I think this, the, we'd like to dedicate our, uh, our next couple episodes to the Halloween season. Exactly, and I think... You know, I really do feel bad about my grumpiness, and I apologize. I need to come out and let, uh, not out of the closet, but I need to confront my demons and let everybody know I do have an addiction, and I've been going through that. I actually bought a box of blueberry, and I ate it in three days. The whole box? The entire box. And not just three days. Like, I had I had two bowls on, you know, when I bought it, and like three bowls here, four bowls here, and I, entirety, I had three bowls. No, 
six bowls and I ate it all. Do you have massive bowls? No, I just have normal <laughs> bowls. They're like they're 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 they got a little dip depth to them, but the bowls are normal sized bowls. Normal sized bowls. What is what's your affinity to booberry? Why not? I have a good story with that, and it goes with this nostalgia. So let's let's get down to brass tacks. The reason why I like booberry so much is uh, when I was a kid, my uncle, who is now a very He's a wizard now. He has his own castle. He's very successful. Someone I look up to. He used to live with his mother, my grandmother, in a very you know in a small house. The house he grew up in. Every Sunday, every Sunday, I would come over after church and uh, visit grandma, visit uncle. But my uncle had these crazy working hours, so he would always sleep through the day. He was a very driven person, or is a very driven person. But every every fall, you know, around fall, there would always be a box of booberry, and I remember one of the few things he said to me when when he was living there was don't eat my blueberry and if you know my uh my uncle he's got this big big mustache he got long ponytail hair he's like six foot four six foot whatever he's a big guy and as a kid i was just like oh man that's scary and i would eat the crap out of his blueberry all the time. And that started the addiction. That started the addiction of booberry. So have you ever tried Frankenberry? Or I, I tried fruit them all. Brood or, and I've Booberry tried, is still the best. I've tried all of them besides, I have not tried uh, Yummy Mummy. I know that's exclusive to certain areas, correct? Yummy Mummy's just been retired. I thought it was exclusive to different areas. I don't, I don't know where you get the cereal facts from. I don't know, but I, I know that I, it, he hasn't been around. He wasn't as powerful as Conchocula, Frankenberry, or, and Booberry. Yeah. I think that's kind of lame that they're both something berry. Nah. Want to okay. hear? Okay. Did you, did you vote? I'm out? going to make uh, okay, an okay. earth shattering confession. I have never, ever had any of these monster cereals. Wait, what? I've never had them. I am not a cereal person. I've never been a cereal person. I'm gone. <laughs> I've never been a cereal person. Um, what? I used to maybe eat toast when I was a little kid in the morning. You freak of nature. And like, I kind of like cinnamon. Wait a minute, so you never ate? I kind of like screw, cinnamon screw toast crunch. Cereal, I kind of like cinnamon toast crunch. Okay. I have a box right now in my cabinet and I have it on occasion. I, a box can last me like four or five months. Is that the same box you had as a kid? No, it's not <laughs> the same box. But I've whoa, never, whoa, I've, whoa. I've never had them. I just don't, I'm not a huge cereal person. This weekend, I'm buying you all the monster cereal. Well, that's how I was thinking about it. And we're going to have a monster cereal party. We'll put our jammy jams on. In a bathtub on. of milk. In a bathtub <laughs> of milk with our jammy jams on. In the bathtub of milk. We'll watch The Exorcist. Whatever happens, happens. Oh my god, I can't believe that though. That's crazy. Never had it. Okay, this year, anybody can confirm this as well. Booberry is a lot sweeter this year. It's a lot sweeter. And it's fantastic. I heard that, that from a lot of people that grew up with those cereals that they were always banned by their parents because they were too sweet. Really? Because they're too sweet. Woo! <laughs> NW4i. No, that's weird. You know, the cereal that was banned in my house was, uh, do you remember the Oreo, I don't know who the hell made it. The Oreo cereal? Yeah. It was cookies, basically. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. What's funny is that the tagline for that was, it's cookies for breakfast. And I remember every time I asked my mom for it, she'd always say, no, it's cookies for breakfast. <laughs> that was the reasoning why you couldn't have it. Well, yeah, man, I can't believe you haven't tried it. Booberry. I voted for Booberry. I implore everybody to get on the Booberry train. He is right for America. Vote Booberry 2016. Thank you. Someone's come for a nutritious breakfast. What? Hello, my name is Boo. <laughs> Let me finish. Booberry, my ghostly good blueberry flavored cereal, Booberry, <laughs> is part of this complete breakfast. Boo to you, Frankenberry's got strawberry-flavored marshmallows. Controcular's got chocolate marshmallows. But I've got blueberry-flavored marshmallows. Frankenberry. Controcular. <laughs> Next thing I want to talk about here is you completely changed. Didn't completely change, but you warped the theme. I did warp the theme. <laughs> show because of my attitude. <laughs> because so the the thing we're doing Halloween nostalgia basically from here all throughout Halloween. Tonight's theme is going to be that we have the powers of Dr. Frankenstein. We're the It's Alive podcast. We have the powers of Dr. Frankenstein. So we're going to talk about some things that we could bring back for one Halloween season, which would be this yes. season. What's What do you want to do? Maybe two or three a person? Yeah, that's fair. I Each mean... we can go back and forth, and we're going to discuss two or three things from Halloween's past that we would like to bring back for one season. Do you want me to start off? Uh, I'm going to pick... A very general thing. Uh, haunted woods. Yes. For the Halloween season. 
for those who do not know, for those who don't understand, I mean, Haunted Woods pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> it's when the woods are haunted for the Halloween season. You have your haunted houses and whatnot, but... Haunted hayrides. Haunted hayrides. Well, this is just the same thing, except you walk through your local forest preserve. Uh, this was uh, something that was very dear to me as a kid growing up. Did you partake in any Haunted Woods when you were a child? I did. I want to say it was the one that was over here in Norwich, and I don't remember too much about it. I remember it was with my camp group I was with. After school, I would go with this camp. You just did it once? Yeah, one-time deal. So I don't have any solid memories. Um, however, if you watch the Travel Channel mm -hmm. around this time, you know, around uh, Halloween time, yeah, they, um, they make Haunted Woods sound like a national thing. But I think it's us in Illinois, the loser state, that don't get the Haunted <laughs> Woods. That's what I think. It's pretty much gone. Like, I used to, before I started going to Haunted Houses, I used to start going into Haunted Woods just because... It wasn't as scary when you were a child because there was a lot more people you could fit in there. Right. It was open because you're outside, so it wouldn't be as claustrophobic and scary as a haunted house. I loved it, and I enjoyed it. They had little scenes, and, and you know, it was typical, you know, teenagers yeah. and yeah. masks and stuff like that, but it was still a lot of fun. And the haunted woods that I would go to, you know, it would be about a 15-minute walk or so, and then it would empty out into a big tent, and they would have um, live music, and they would have carnival games, and they'd have Halloween treats and all that stuff like that. So it was really cool to basically empty out into a Halloween party. We, I did that for probably most of grade school. And Where then, at? Where at? Because, I mean, we grew up it in the had to be around the, It had to be around uh, Irving Park. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, too. And it had to be. I wonder if we ever crossed paths in those haunted woods. I remember being angry because... The well, I was a riddling child, so I was probably climbing a tree at the time and, like, <laughs> doing backflips. Right, I remember always being very angry because they had a Michael Myers with a chainsaw every year. Oh, that would piss me off. And out. I was like, Michael Myers doesn't have a chainsaw. Like, why? You were so critical as a child. <laughs> Here's a kid that was 10 years old, and he was analyzing and criticizing Godzilla 98. I think. 10 years old. I don't think, I think you could be any age to criticize that movie. Taking time, you know, in your, in your flashback memory here, what would you do to add on to that memory as an adult now? Well, it's gone. That's my problem, is that... It no, no, so it's return, okay? You have the power of Dr. Frankenstein. You yeah. returned it, right? What would you do now as an adult what, to add on to it? See, that's a, a good question and a tough question because a, a lot of it is all nostalgic-based. Mm -hmm. So a part of me is just like, I want to bring it back the exact same way just so I can... Even though they had a Star Wars scene in 1999. I remember in episode one, they had Darth Maul and an Obi-Wan and a Qui-Gon Jinn fighting each other in the woods. Had nothing to do with horror. Was it just Qui-Gon's death over and over again? So you just cry your eyes out? <laughs> no, it was... I, I remember saying... I, I remember walking through the haunted woods and I remember they had some crappy cardboard stuff to make it look like a ship. It was awful looking. Really? And they oh, had a dude man. with the Halloween Darth Maul mask on and they were playing the music on loop. And I remember as a little kid saying, wow, Star Wars is so popular this year. It's even at the haunted woods. That's awesome. There's a lot that I want to bring back just because it's nostalgic. I want to bring it back in its original form. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously, I mean, touched. So, so you, do you feel like that you're? Well, so much has happened in horror that I love more characters, new characters, new horror movies to be absolutely to be shown through there. The Blair Witch. I was gonna say that if you implement the Blair Witch, yeah, and you space out the crowd, I wouldn't be able to. Basically, the a a Blair Witch haunted woods attraction would be really interesting to do. I don't know how you would do it. Here's a flashlight. They kill all the lights and they push you. Pretty much, they put a bag <laughs> over your head, drop you off, and in they the make scary woods. noise. Oh gosh, that would be terrifying. I remember at October of 2001, it ended, and I kept saying, "I wonder if it had something to do with 9/11." Hmm. And we drove past the woods a few times. It just wasn't there. It hasn't been there since. And I haven't seen any haunted... There was always a couple haunted woods I remember right. going to. If one wasn't open or if one... W or you would just go to different ones to see which one was better. But it just was gone. They were all gone one year. And it was like... I didn't understand. Yeah, you know, 9-11 changed a lot of things. And I guess it, it, I didn't realize it probably affected the way we treated Halloween. I definitely think... I mean, we talk about the uh, post-9-11 horror movies and what it did to the horror genre. So, I mean... The culture, yeah. I think that the fact of being... Uh, maybe the fact of being scared, the fact of violence like that, they just decided to stop it for yeah, that year. And it just kind of... Yeah, it just kind of carried on and... The innocent bubble that you had just popped. Yeah. The nightmare should have been over. But true terror never dies. Friday the 13th, Part 5 on USA. Thursday at 9, 8 central. No, 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 no. This is a nostalgia memory for Halloween. But it's not Halloween. something you want to bring back. I do want to bring it back. Because you know what? <laughs> this is your WrestleMania I know. rivalry. 
I know what house you haunt, Clockface. And what I would like to do is get Dr. Frankenstein to 2007, to th or no, 2009, to this haunted house. I would like to open the creaky door of this haunted house. I would like to stand in line inside the atrium at this haunted house. I would like to listen to Clockface, because I know who you are. And if I see you, Clockface, I will destroy your face and make sure you can't tell time. Your time is up, Clockface. It is. You said it. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you explain will... what the fuck is happening? All right, guys. So we were at me, Chris, and my fiance about, like, six years ago. We're at this haunted house, local haunted house. It was really cool. It was at, a, like, this um, small farm slash garden supply place. We waited in line for, like, 30 minutes. We are all excited. Everyone, everyone at haunted houses are non-sexual horny. I coined that word. Non-sexual horny is basically everyone's giddy and just says stupid shit and everyone's basically got a boner or... Super horny but not for sex. Well, yeah, they're not sexually horny. Non-sexual horny. They're everyone's just like, oh man, ooh, everyone's talking. Everyone's a friend, okay? Everyone, everyone just <laughs> turns around. You're all buddies. Everyone's a buddy. You'll be grabbed. You'll be coddled. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You'll start talking to people that you completely don't understand. People you wouldn't associate with on the street is your best buddy. Yep, non-sexual horny. That's what that is. So we were waiting in line, everyone's got this syndrome going through them, and uh, we finally get in and there's this like character that had a, he was a boy, a little kid, like maybe, I don't know, 15, and he had a I'm clock. I'm young. No, he was in high school. How old are you I in high I don't think so. Oh, I think he was. I think he, I think he was an, old enough to be considered a professional actor. Okay, 19, 20 maybe. He looked really young. He had a clock. He had a clock for a painted face. Painted on his face. So he brought us into this room, the uh, the entrance to the haunted house, and he had this big spiel about like the I haunted noticed, house. Sorry to bride. interrupt you. Yeah, I noticed prologues have become very popular in haunted houses. Yeah, which is cool, unless you're Clockface and me. <laughs> so he's doing this prologue, and I turn to Chris and I whisper. Now there's a lot of assholes at uh, at uh, haunted houses that are drunk, and those be really loud and, and just annoying. But I'm not one of those people. We weren't so doing that, no. I turn to Chris and I say, hey, why does he have a clock on his face? And in front of like 30 people in our group, he stops his character and points me out and says, oh, do you want to talk? I'll, I'll wait until you're done. And there's one thing I can't stand is being embarrassed in public. It was truly the most frightening haunted house because it preyed on real fears. He's, he was doing what, first of all, what I don't understand and in all defense, and when this happened, I was on Clockface's side. And, and your fiance oh, was on Clockface's I was, side. You I remember was that? so upset and with I, you. And I'm mad that, and I feel bad that oh, you got I mad. I remember that. Now because now his time has passed. Clockface overreacted. When it happened, I remember, I remember, I, I kept saying like, well, you interrupted him. And then I remember I didn't your fiance agreed. She started, and then I felt really bad because you felt terrible, but go on. Yes. So you, you whispered so something in my ear and then he got, I mean, it's a haunted house to me. It's, it's like pro wrestling. It's like, it's going to be hostile. You got to go with the flow. Improv, you know. Yes. I mean, people were there. It's going to be hostile. But he took it as like you, like, like I he was up on him. stage doing Shakespeare, and you just yelled out like. Loser. But I didn't even. There was no but way he could have heard me, but he did, and he called me out, and for like a good four or five minutes, put me on center stage, and I gave him what I can only describe as my best demon eyes and. Oh, man, I was going to rip. The biggest fed up, I'm fed up with this face I've ever seen you no, I don't. I, I'm going to murder this dude's face. Anyways, I don't like being publicly embarrassed because I wouldn't do it, and I think it's very rude. What was funny was between his his uh, public scolding of you, you were, you were still being polite, and you were still whispering things to me. Like, <laughs> in between his <laughs> sentences, you're still like, why is he doing this? <laughs> and then he would talk and they'd be like, why is this happening right now? And then be like, when are we going to go in to see the haunted house? Yeah, well, anyways, the guy, he ruined my experience. And I remember that was the same haunted house that I was just in a bad funk like I am now. <laughs> and I walked into a room because it's a haunted house. There's a lot of rooms. So I pulled back a curtain and the guy with the chainsaw was just sitting there and he yelled at me. You're not supposed to be back here, man. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this fucking haunted house. So I walked out all pissed off. So I would like to go back to find Clockface and rearrange his numbers. It was revenge. Yes, get revenge. Revenge-based nostalgia. It was late one night in the castle of the Chicken McNuggets. 
What are you making? Sauce. We're using my mummy's recipe. Mummy? Uh oh. Uh. This better be good. It'll be great. Hmm, does your daddy have a recipe? <laughs> now you can get McDonald's Happy Meal Pails for Halloween. There's a pumpkin pail, Boo. a witch, Boo. and a ghost Boo. that glows in the dark. You can get a different one each week until Halloween. I'm going to talk about some food-based uh, Halloween stuff. Uh, I'm going to cover, very generally cover, so we can discuss it. But first thing I'm going to talk about is every child's favorite fast food, which is... Arby's. <laughs> Arby's. We all love Arby's. That's not even real meat. I never liked Arby's, and I remember one time on my break when I was in high school, there, uh, there was a woman, when I went to the food court, that always worked at Arby's, and she'd always pick her nose. She'd sit on, she'd put her elbows on the front counter, because nobody's be going to Arby's, and she'd visibly just pick her nose, and I'd be like, are you fucking serious? Like, you're doing that. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of real meat, we're going to talk about a place <laughs> that has real amazing food. McDonald's. Absolutely. McDonald's for Halloween was a childhood favorite. That owned the I mean, 90s Halloween Yeah, experience. I can't... I, I don't mean McDonald's, like, going to McDonald's on Halloween. <laughs> I, that's weird. But, I mean, uh, uh, the festivities they bring... I'm yeah. Talk, I'm talking about their buckets. You're talking about merchandising. <laughs> talking You're talking about, about advertising. Merchandising Halloween. They, they have... Man, do they know how to promote and sell Halloween, basically? Beautifully. Yeah. They did something very clever where throughout the uh, the Halloween season, they would ha put their Happy Meals. You would get your Happy Meal in a big plastic Halloween bucket. It'd yeah. be a pumpkin, pumpkin, a ghost, a witch, and you could trick-or-treat with them or do whatever the fuck you want with them. Absolutely. But I know every single child had one of them when they were a kid. And I remember... Um, remember the, the McNuggets, too? The characters? Well, you refreshed my memory with your fucking giant boxes of... Yeah, I got a giant box of uh, McDonald's 90s toys. <laughs> and when I say a box, I mean three large tub tub boxes of yeah. um, McDonald's Hundreds. toys. Yes. And uh, they have those awesome uh, McNugget buddies. Frankenstein's Monster, Witches, Dracula. I'm um, sure a ghost was there somewhere. Yeah, there was a, a ghost. And uh, man, those things were awesome. How come they don't do that anymore? I'm not sure if the license. I'm not sure if they do. Maybe they do. I don't... I, I know that um, last Halloween is when we got in that fender bender. So we're me and Bree were stuck on the side of the road all Halloween waiting for a tow truck. That's terrible. And we went to the McDonald's on the street for Halloween, and I remember there were kids in their costumes eating in there, and they had the trick or treat buckets. They looked a little different. Yeah. I thought it was cool because I thought, oh, they still have the buckets, which is awesome. At McDonald's in the '90s really helped solidify Halloween. As a child. Definitely. It was a staple. You got that bucket, it's Halloween time. Besides McDonald's, I mean, there's a lot of Halloween tie-ins and snacks and stuff that came around. And one of the things I like to bitch about with myself constantly <laughs> is the Universal Monsters and how the lack, the lack of their presence in modern culture. They're cool to talk about and cool to wear as tattoos, but not cool to actually have a lively discussion with fans. As you'll hear in episodes 1 through 5, in National Public Hall Radio, titled Universal Monsters in Modern Society, <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. Well, that's, okay, we, we, we joke around, but... So they had a resurgence in the 90s, and I remember like a lot of party food, like soda, like Pepsi, yeah. and Doritos and stuff. Universal Studios, like the theme park, like had a big presence during uh, 90s Halloween because they would always have sweepstakes. But what I'm saying is they would have sweepstakes with that the food I'm talking about. Okay. So it'd be like, you know, if you find, I forgot what a lot of it was, but like if you find the special slip inside your Doritos of Frankenstein, then you want to Oh, I don't remember that. That's awesome. And they would always have the Universal Monsters and they'd always have like sunglasses on. Or they'd look like they were partying or something yeah, like yeah. that. And it was always, they'd have big cutouts of Frankenstein and snack aisles and grocery stores and of Dracula and it, and it was always like Halloween's here that means Universal Monsters are here and you can't go and you can't have a party without the Universal Monsters and obviously for these products. Now where did that stem from? What made them think well let's bring back the old G's you know the original gangster monsters yeah if you don't know because we're so white <laughs> <laughs> rather than like Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers, which would be make more sense because those movies were actively in production. I think because the Universal Monsters are cheaper. I think a mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula, are, they're all um, public domain. The Universal Monster image of them isn't, but right. those characters those themselves characters. are public domain. And I also think there's a bit of innocence to them because I think those horror movies in modern day, even in the 90s, were something a kid could watch. Right, because and it's you not... know, Frankenstein's monster is a child killer. 
a wolf man it literally ripped people apart. But but you didn't see any and of And the really. mummy choked the shit out of people. He was trying to... Frankenstein's monster was trying to be friends with that girl. And he just threw her in the water. And it was like a foot of water. I don't even know how she drowned. But when a monster throws you in the water, at least stand the fuck up. When a eight foot <laughs> dude with bolt coming out of his neck approaches you with scars on his face, run the other way. And his words you are... It's usually not a good sign. But yeah, it's, I mean, that's why I think the Universal Monsters were so relevant. It was good imaging, and I, I don't understand why... Uh, they were Universal characters. Yeah, <laughs> they Woo! were. Yeah, they were. And I don't understand why they don't bring them back for that purpose anymore. Just for marketing purposes. Just for marketing purposes. Because I tell you what, when uh, World Market releases all their, uh, their classic monster stuff this year... I'm going to pick it all up. I still got my napkins. A gentleman on the Universal Monster Army forums I go to okay. took a picture this morning. He went there this morning. This and, morning. And he got We're the, recording this on the 31st of August. He got the uh, manager to take all their stock out of the back, and he helped them set it up. He took pictures of everything. That's awesome. They have a bigger... Um, what do they have this year? Because last year was primarily bride. Pillows. They have throw pillows of all Frankenstein and the bride. And what's awesome is they have a, a nice big couch. Yes. Pillow, which already, the first thing I've seen it was like, it looked awesome on your couch. Uh, they had a big um, pillow of um, Lon Chaney as Lon Chaney Jr.'s Frankenstein. On the slab. Yeah. And it was like a long That's pillow, awesome. Like that. See? They got more of those bags and, and stuff. And they're not that expensive. That's the beautiful thing about no, it. No, they're not. But if there is more of that, I think you know. Absolutely. And maybe with these new movies, there will be. But I feel like we repeat ourselves every fucking episode talking about the Universal Monsters. There's only so much we could say. Right. I just want the Universal Monsters to matter again. Damn it. <laughs> there, was a, there was actually a guy um, who was talking about... You, you mentioned earlier tonight how the Tower of Terror, they're taking that away yeah. in Disneyland. They're closing the uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in Disneyland. One of, the, one of the guys who commented... I read this on Reddit. And one of the guys who commented said that um, he loves the ride because he loves the Twilight Zone. His father and him bonded over the Twilight Zone before the, he passed... And he said that he can go into the ride and he can name all the props and everything like wow. that. And he was saying how That's so cool. he tells it to his family and how his family doesn't give two shits about what he's saying. And he was saying how all the people that he's in there don't even know who Rod Serling is. Right. Don't even know what the hell is going on half the time. And he said that it's really disappointing because Twilight Zone fans are drying up. And I'm, oh, and I'm like, I feel the that's, same that's way. That's with... worse than, I mean, the extinction of Twilight Zone fans compared to Universal. I mean, that's no comparison. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, goodness gracious. I'm sure there's going to be a resurgence with Twilight Zone too. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What's your pick? Yeah, my, my, my second pick is Walt Disney's Ichabob and Mr. Toad. I watched that fourth through eighth grade. Ichabod. Ichabod. What? <laughs> Ichabod. That's what I said, right? I thought you said Ichabob. Oh, did I say Ichabob? Um, oh, jeez. Ichabod. But uh, I watched that fourth through eighth grade. and um, Fourth through eighth grade, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. In October at St. Williams, the Catholic school. That movie itself really um, cements, gives me the, uh, the feels for Halloween because it was just so moody and it was so um, precious to me as a child, I think. I think it's cool that you got to watch that instead of The Great Pumpkin. Yeah. No, we watched... The, well, no, no. We watched The Great Pumpkin, too, but I'm not a huge Charlie Brown fan. Uh, but that, that Sleepy Hollow uh, adaption, which, I don't know, it really brings me back at a time when... Um, I guess grade school was probably the best time for Halloween for me because we would parade around the school. It was a small Catholic school, so we would actually walk a few blocks down to the, uh, the retirement home, show off our costumes. We Did they have, have a strict costume policy in, ca in Catholic school? No. No, this was the 90s, so anything was up for grabs, but I mean, I can't recall anything. I dressed up as Indiana Jones one year. Younger, I dressed up as Dracula. That's that sad Dracula picture I have of I was grounded. Your new, I guess it would be your new internet image. Yeah, my internet the image. The sad Dracula. The sad Dracula, and that's an authentic... A classic. That's an authentic photo because I was actually grounded that Halloween <laughs> um, when I got home. I, I went to school as... Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi, homemade costume, black sweats, black sweater, black glove, and a tin, uh, rolled up tinfoil. 
as a lightsaber. Came home, I got grounded somehow, and somehow. Uh, I don't remember how, but... This guy's dressed up as a black panther. They, <laughs> they, they, uh, the people I was with, I was able to dress up as Dracula, which I wanted to, and knowing that I was grounded, I was just bummed out, and I was getting the white So why were you able to dress up if you're grounded? Because they're like, you can't get, you can't trick or treat. You can't get the candy, but you can walk around. We're gonna tease Dracula. the fuck out of you. Oh yeah, you're gonna do everything but the payoff. <laughs> the innocence of Ugh. childhood, innocence law. <laughs> I have, I have a, a grounded story. Would do you remember what what how old you nice. were when you were grounded on Halloween? Seven years old, 1997, the year the Packers won their Super Bowl. That's how we measure time. Yeah, seven years old. I used to be the same thing two years in a row. Okay, that's what we always. That was what I always did. So, like, I was Dracula for two years, I was the Wolfman for two years, and then I was I was a clock and a parakeet before I was... You were a clock? <laughs> and a parakeet. Why were you a parakeet? It was, uh, it was like a, a to I was like a toddler, and there were hand-me-down costumes from my cousin. Oh. He had a clock costume, he had a parakeet. But why? Because it's Disney? like cute kid costumes. I don't know, I was like three, four, so then I get to pick my own... It's like, okay, well, what do you want to be this year? And I was like, well, I want to be Batman, because that's when Batman the Animated Series was on. Yeah. And I remember I felt so bad, because my mom went to the Halloween store, and she got me a Batman costume. And it was like, I remember I, I tried it on, I was so excited, and I remember I ran in the mirror, and it was like a really shitty. Oh, no. Like, I remember the ears were like flopping Oh, uh, that always happened, because they didn't have the inserts. <laughs> I remember the cape was like all disjointed. The utility belt was like a little big on me. But the, it, the utility belt was sewn onto the costume, right? No, one of those? it was like half a utility belt and then ribbon. It was really shitty. Oh, gosh. And I remember I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, I was like, cool. I'm like, Your I'm Batman. Your self was just yeah. like, this is stupid. I was like, the kid on the fucking package looks cool. But, uh, and then my grandma came the next day and she bought the deluxe Batman with the muscle chest. Nice. I know and, which one you're talking about, And I about felt too. really bad because I literally, like, threw my mom's costume down. And I was like, <laughs> yes! And I wore it and I fucking put it on and the cape and the ears stood up perfectly. That's all that mattered. And, the ears. And the, and the cape was, like, went over, like, a cloak and it had the muscle chest and the belt was cool and I was like, yeah. And he had the gauntlets that were sharp and I was like, oh, yeah. But <laughs> what I did was, I don't. I was watching a lot of Mr. Bean, so I acted like Mr. Bean. And one of the things I did is I was flush. This makes behavior makes no sense. Stupid child behavior. I was flushing full bars of soap down the toilet. Excellent. In, a, <laughs> in an attempt to be like Mr. Bean, to just be stupid and silly. So he, he, Mr. Bean would not. I would be pretend like oh, and it slip out of my hands oh, and, I, and I'd act like Mr. Bean. You were doing bits. <laughs> yeah, I was doing bits to myself in the bathroom. But yeah, so then anyway, they found my mom found out I was doing this, obviously, because I was the only child. How did they clog the toilet? It did. Oh, that's it how they did. found it. That's oh, how they found no. out. So then, yeah, my mom was like, "Well, you can't go to the Halloween, the school Halloween party." So that's it. Like you're grounded. And I was like, "Oh." So I couldn't be Batman. And I remember that day of the party, like just sitting there watching everybody? watching TV or TV. And anymore? I was at home just watching TV, and I was just like, "What the fuck's what's the point? What's the point being?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that man, is dude. that is that is it. it one of the most foolish behavior, like, I don't, it doesn't even make any sense why I did that. As two youths that were grounded on Halloween, I implore all future parents or parents of young children, do not ground your kid on such a holy holiday that is Halloween, okay? Because 27 years later, they'll be making a podcast. Yeah. And, and, and getting it off their chest. It's damaging. It's out there now. Get it's damaging. And I'll elucidate what goes on outside when it gets late. Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees, they get together for their nightly jamboree. There's things with horns and saucer eyes, some with fangs about this size. Some are fat, and some are thin. And some don't even wear their skin. Oh, I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on Halloween night. <laughs> And uh, what was what a perfect kid? segue? Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. What was one of your favorite Halloween costumes? Real quick. Do you mean Halloween costumes I I was or Halloween costumes I seen when I was? No, that you were. That clock costume was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I remember. I can't really think of ever having an amazing Halloween costume, but I do remember oddly enough, it was uh, I had a friend, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. 
that his his birthday was like a couple days before Halloween. Uh-huh. So he would have a Halloween birthday party every year. That's awesome. And you could dress up and all that stuff. And I remember I was clock, I was a clock. Dude, <laughs> and I, I don't know, man. And I, went, I think you're in cahoots with clock face. I think you guys are. I like, was clock. I remember I went there and I remember getting pretty pissed because I had the knob on the back of my costume, the wind clock. To turn you on. And kids were winding me up and I was getting really pissed. Bastards. I was getting sick of this shit. <laughs> and I remember I was this dumb clock. Come on, guys, stop and I, winding me up. And I remember uh, a kid came dressed as Spider-Man, and his fucking Spider-Man costume was awesome. And I remember all the entire attention of the party just shifted to this Spider-Man kid, and they had face painters, and all the face painters wanted to be Spider-Man. So oh. the face painter. And I remember I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was standing there as a fat clock. It was I was a fat. It was a fat poofy clock. And I was like, what the fuck? I had the knobs, <laughs> the two knob tits on my head. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, this Spider-Man The dingle, kid, the dingle Mike, tits. Mike, he's got gloves on. What is this? Like, I, I was super disappointed, but I remember that Spider-Man costume being pretty bad, cool. badass. But what about, what was your favorite Well, as a costume? kid, I would, I would definitely Dracula. That's what I was going to say. I love. Come on, man. No, no, this no, is no. bullshit. I loved putting on those plastic teeth that basically ripped your gums apart. Oh, yeah. And then you would Painful. bite down. Yeah, your blood, actual blood. Would yeah, I remember always out. seeing blood in those. Yeah. But those things were so cool. And I would just walk around with those on, even out of costume. I would have them in my, uh, under my desk. We had those desks that opened up on top. Oh, yeah. Um, and they would be in there for like six months, all fucking like stinky and yellow and <laughs> stinky. crusty. My stinky teeth. But yeah, I just like, I love rocking the teeth. What else you got um, in your bag of... Uh... Should this be your last pick for the night? Yeah, why not? think well this kind of sucks because because <laughs> i really derailed this whole. no you didn't derail it but it's basically i wanted to talk about um I, we haven't really been talking about things we wanted to bring back <laughs> we completely we completely ventured off this is a frankensteinian episode i guess just fucking accept it i want to talk about uh trick-or-treating and your experiences with trick-or-treating after we, or before i was grounded <laughs> We we can't. I mean, it, it's something that you want to bring back. We. I mean, it's you can't really do it. I I remember I pushed trick or treating until like, cause I'm cause I'm so short. I pushed it until like high school. I was able to do well, dude, it. Dude, I told you I was 16, and that was my last time. I yeah, I think that was I was around the same age as well. I just felt uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. But it's like you know, I was like short and had a mask on, so it was like, oh, would you thought would you, were you a kid. P- pillowcase it or would you uh, properly bucket? I had a stupid ass plastic hand with a no, hole in it. And had, had a dumb those? sack underneath. Oh, dude, I would pillowcase it. Ever, I never sacked it properly, like you know, with a hand thing you're talking about or a bucket. I had a classic always, one with plastic one with a witch on it. I always pillowcase it. My grandma it. bought me that. Everyone stupid knows hand. if you pillowcase it, you get more treats. Oh, yeah, that, that hand thing held, like, two handfuls of candy. That's all it did. But here, I never kept any of my candy. Why? I didn't. I don't like candy. So you're a 90s child that didn't like candy, and you didn't eat cereal in the 90s. Yeah. Are you... Didn't, ha- didn't have much of a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't either. I only have two cavities in my whole mouth. I would go with my friends, and I would give away my candy. Oh, man. For what? Blowjobs? <laughs> you trade them up? <laughs> That's inappropriate. <laughs> no, I didn't know. <laughs> Gener- generally, just trick-or-treating. I want to talk about trick-or-treating experiences. Yeah. Childs. We're talking about wanting to bring it back. I mean, that's something we can't, obviously, because we're men now, and it's just creepy. But what were some of your trick-or-treating experiences? Did you do it often? Did you go to different neighborhoods? Did you go to your neighborhood? And- uh, it would depend. I know a handful of times it, when it was raining, my parents, um, or the people I was living with, would often drive... <laughs> so depressing now the uh they would often drive when it was raining so we would hit some cool houses go down the block run back to the car because it would rain all the time um other times me and my friend like robert or me and my friend matt we would uh just peruse the neighborhood and go on adventures i know a lot of times we would like try to like be goofy and like run across people's yards through the backyards and stuff this one i live in chicago um, what was the weirdest thing you ever got church reading eighth grade we got you know those miniature bibles that people pass out, mostly Koreans. Yes. That fit. I got one of those, an orange one. It was orange, all, ooh, Halloween yeah, themed Bible. It was all, it was all New Testament stuff, but it was a Bible, and it was really creepy. And I wish I remember the house because that's strange. I remember that. So that would be the weirdest thing. Yeah, Bible. That's all. That's definitely a weird thing to get. I got a gallon of milk once. No, you didn't. From an Indian family. So you got a gallon of milk. Yeah, we we were, I was triggered treating. Was it spoiled? Or in my it? friend's neighborhood, which is this neighborhood that I live in now. Yeah, we, it was pretty late. Not pretty late. I'm pretty late for trigger treating. And we rang the doorbell, and they looked so surprised, like they had no idea it was Halloween. Apparently, nobody rang their doorbell. And yeah, they they seemed 
completely startled and terrified that we were there. They, I don't think they knew what we wanted. <laughs> I don't think they understood. So they like they ran to their kitchen and they came out with a gallon of milk and they what? just threw it in our threw it in my friend's bag. Maybe they thought you were like demons or something. Maybe you know, they thought we had malicious intent. I, we I remember we trick or treated. We trick or treated when we were pretty old in our twenties. Me yeah me. Do you remember with um with our friends and we uh, you dressed up as Michael Jackson Thriller and we all right, dressed up the as year. zombies. You're right yeah. That was the the very last year I think we actually trick or treated. That was really cool. Last year yeah. Because you had this Chris did this awesome uh, zombie Michael Jackson from Thriller. And we all dressed as zombie dancers, basically. And you we were had, the Charles Manson. Yeah, I had the X. I always do the X in the head because there's nothing scarier than the X on the forehead. Well, yeah, that was pretty cool. And I remember we went to a bunch of rich neighborhoods. Yeah. Because you had cars, so you were able to drive. Absolutely. And uh, I remember we went to one rich neighborhood. We were Michael Jackson, all the zombies. One of the first houses we went to, the girl opens it. She's wearing the Thriller t-shirt. Yes. And she didn't know what who we were <laughs> and didn't understand that she was wearing a t-shirt of exactly what the fuck we this were. Is post, or this is a pre-Michael death. Yeah, man. I remember uh, that, those, those days. I remember also last year at that... Uh, Zombie Fest? Nightmare on Chicago Street. Yeah, this is awesome block party, uh, basically, where there's actually, like, it's like a, a scene from a zombie movie. These cars are flipped over, there's hazmat people walking around, and zombies walking around while you drink, eat, vendors, listen to music. It's really cool. Spanguli Art Gallery, that really cool. That was really cool. That's when I introduced my uh, uh, Cannibal Man costume, and then you did your awesome Wolfman costume. That nobody knew. Everyone thought it was Call from... Call me Teen uh, Wolf. Yeah, Teen Wolf, All but night. he had this, like... Perfect classic Wolfman costume. I was I was watching Teen Wolf a few weeks ago, and I realized there's a scene where Michael J. Fox's character dresses exactly how I was dressed though. Oh, then. That, and I was like, shit. That explains. That it. <laughs> I do look like Teen Wolf. With all these like scattered memories that we shared, what would be one thing that you saw in a movie, or you heard in a story, or you saw in an old magazine that you would want in your childhood memories that you never had? Does that make sense? Just just a, a, a neighborhood, town-wide celebration. Like in like, Trick or Treat? Like, I'm, like in Trick or Treat, like in the beginning of Hocus Pocus, where it's like, I want to go trick-or-treating, and they walk out, and there's just hundreds of kids on the street, yeah. and everybody's having a good time, and Absolutely. they go into the downtown area, and adults and children are all on the streets partying and stuff like, you know. That would be so cool. That movie universe that. Halloween, I yes. guess. You know, you, you took the words right from me. I was going to say the same thing. I want a community-wide, and I'm talking school districts, I'm talking neighborhoods, I'm talking if you go downtown to your whatever, your uptown, downtown area, that's all decked out, and there's just Halloween in the air. I haven't seen that. Oh my God, we got a little bit of taste of it back in the day. There's uh, that that uh, atmosphere of shared spookiness. What does Halloween mean to you, by the way? Why do you like it so much? Why do you like this time of year? Halloween is a very unique holiday where you could put severed latex body parts on your lawn and people can go, cool! <laughs> but if you did that in February, you'd be like a freak. But it's just, uh, those things that we love, I mean, we have a horror podcast, so we obviously love horror. It becomes normal and it becomes cool and, it, beco and it becomes everywhere. It's everywhere. For right. You know, stores have horror movies all in stock and on sale and horror movies are on TV pretty much 24-7. There's stores dedicated to, to gore and horror, and right. it's all leading up to this day where you could be something you're not and just have a ton of fun. It's, it's, it's a fun, awesome holiday. Absolutely. Yeah, I just like the... I mean, I love... Like, I always talk about atmosphere, and mm -hmm. the atmosphere... Um, I love being afraid and kind of, like, uncomfortable, which is... I, mean, I don't know if that's unusual, because uh, no. you don't really get... When we talk about horror movies, it doesn't feel like you scare easy. Or you don't get, you know, you don't get that uneasy feeling. But, like, I get that feeling almost every horror movie I see. I can take something and say, oh, man, that really had me looking over my shoulder when I walked home at night or whatever. And I love that feeling. I love movies like that, yeah. They yeah, give me and, that feeling. And, and this, that whole season is that feeling. The uh, advertising that goes behind Halloween is just fantastic. It's just fun. It's like, you know, in Christmas, everyone's usually in a good mood. I get that feeling with, the, you know, with other people during Halloween time. Halloween is an atmosphere that I want all year round. I mean, there's a reason. I don't why. want it all year round. That'll spoil it. I would take it. I would live in a haunted house. <laughs> you have created a monster and it will destroy you. You fool, you madman. What have you done? I made it with my own hands. That's hard to believe. <clears throat> MCA Universal Home Video presents the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Collection. I am Dracula. 
These are the titles Monster fans have been dying to get their hands on. And they're available at a collectible price. Visit your local retailer and ask for the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Collection. Classic monster titles that are sure to make you scream. Well, we covered a lot of amazing subjects today in nostalgia. We covered the Haunted Woods, all the different food tie-ins, universe, Universal Monsters, McDonald's, one on another Universal Tangent, which is becoming right. a fucking catchphrase for us. Man, all the trick-or-treating stuff we talked about. We talked about costumes. But, I mean, we've covered so much, and we have plenty more to talk about for future Halloween episodes. I mean, there's so much we still Absolutely. have to do. I mean, we got to go to some haunted houses. we got to go to some Halloween stores, pumpkin farms. Blair Witch is coming out. I'm actually seeing yeah, Blair Witch. Yeah, your stuff that you got. You got some cool news, man. Yeah, some cool news real fast while we wrap up here. Tomorrow is going to be September 1st. I'm actually going to go see uh, Rob Zombie's 31. I bought those tickets for the Fathom events. Uh, it's going to be an awesome experience. The return of Brutal Horror. That's what I'm expecting for the following week. September uh, 8th, I believe. I'm going to go see The Blair Witch. I can't describe how excited I got screening tickets to that. I'm going to lay down a review the next episode. Uh, by that time, I think everyone should see it or should have seen it a couple weeks ago we seen victor frankenstein which was oh yeah pretty good we'll touch on that more next week but victor frankenstein was fantastic it was very good we both had pretty low expectations going in and we loved what we seen pretty yeah much. so the marketing for that movie was like basically like that sherlock holmes robert downey jr right that was the marketing for that movie is not at all what that movie is about. We'll delve into that next week as well. But of course, let's get some interaction with our listeners. Uh, you guys have some amazing Halloween memories you want to share with us. We have an email. We do have an email. It's alive pod at gmail.com. So that's it's alive pod, P O D, at gmail.com. Send us your death threats, your nudie pics, <laughs> and your reviews, and we'll uh, respond. We also have the It's Alive Facebook page, which of course you could just talk to us right through Facebook. Our, and our email address and everything will be available on there, as well as our Twitter page where you can hit us up on Twitter and of course it's alive.com. Tell us about your Halloween memories. Always write in. We you could even discuss them next episode live on the air. And also, we'd like to leave this episode with, for those who may not know, the the uh, last voice you hear in our It's Alive theme song is a clip from Young Frankenstein as delivered by uh, Gene Wilder, who plays the son of Victor Frankenstein in the Mel Brooks film Young, Young Frankenstein. Earlier this week, we found out that Gene Wilder passed away and he was a comedic genius, I think it's safe to say. Um, I mean, he's known for many prolific roles. He, he bridged our parents' childhood and our childhood. And he was just the warm and funny guy that you would always see. You would always watch you know, Willy Wonka or uh, Young Frankenstein. Blazing Saddles. I mean, there's we can go on for a while, but we'd just like to say rest in peace, Gene Wilder. Yeah, rest in peace, man. But that does it for this episode of It's Alive. My name is Eric. My name is Chris. Hello, handsome. You're a good-looking fellow. Do you know that? People laugh at you. People hate you. But why do they hate you? Because they are jealous. Look at that boyish face. Look at that sweet smile. Do you want to talk about physical strength? Do you want to talk about sheer muscle? Do you want to talk about the Olympian ideal? You are a god! And listen to me. You are not evil. You are good! <laughs> <laughs>